If you can't be more in this life by being an organ donor, just be more kind, be more loving, be more selfish. Just like be more like the world. We don't need everybody to be exactly the same. We need people that kind of break the mold Mm -hmm. and do something different that might actually make an impact on people's lives. to call yo girls. Um, today we are getting ready for April. If you didn't know, April is national organ donation month. Very exciting. Very exciting news. Yes, it is. Okay. You got the whole thing out. (laughs) She did good. (laughs) Double check. So we thought we would have a guest on to talk a little bit more about organ donation because I don't know shit. Kat knows a lot because our guest is her friend. Yes. So if you guys remember our episode about Botox, Kelsey got to bring on her friend, Chelsea. So I figured it was my turn to bring on my friend. (laughs) So today I am bringing on my friend, Brianna. Um, Me and Bri have like a very twisted, long story of how we know each other. I knew her from high school and then she and I actually worked together when I worked at uh, my job out of college in social media. She was the graphic designer And yeah, we just worked together every single day. So anyway, long story short, while she and I were coworkers, she actually went through this amazing process where she became a living donor to somebody, to a legitimate stranger. And like, it fucking rocked my world. Like, Yeah, it was like just crazy. Like it was one of those situations that I was like, I can't believe I'm, I'm with this girl every day who is, you know, literally saving somebody's life. So it was one of those things for me that obviously I didn't, you know, play a role in it. Brie was the one who did the amazing thing, but I was just, I felt really lucky to be like touched and to have been connected with her at that time to learn about something that is so important. So she's amazing. Um, she's actually an artist <laughs> day in and day out. She works as a graphic designer. She has really found her passion and it lies in organ donation after she herself was a donor. So she started an amazing nonprofit foundation called Be More, which we'll talk about in the episode. And honestly, she'll make you cry. So <laughs> I teared up. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She said certain things and I was like, Oh God, (laughs) here it comes. But yeah, she's amazing. She will touch your heart and I know you guys will love her. Okay. So without further ado, welcome Brianna to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Brie Brie. (laughs) I personally am very excited to have you on the podcast. I may have mentioned this in the intro, but me and Brie have known each other for like, what? what 14 15 years yeah I think so isn't that so crazy to think about it's actually really weird to think yeah it is I okay so we can give them a little backstory together if you want yeah (laughs) so Brie was a year older than me in high school and I feel like is this the same from your perspective I feel like I always was like oh my god she seems so cool like we seem like we'd be friends but we just like never had the opportunity almost which is so weird because like in life you're friends with people that aren't the same age as you like in high school it's like oh you kind of stay with like your grade and like don't go up or down it was so weird but yeah we were like we love the same bands and we were into the same things and we just never like acted on it and hung out. I know. And I would like see you at like concerts and stuff. And I would be like, Oh my gosh, like you're so cute. (laughs) Yeah. So we knew each other in that regard. And then long story short, we both went to college and then we both after college, I got this job. And I remember thinking like, like, I don't know anybody. 
this is going to be so weird and awkward. And then I remember so well, one day they were like, oh, we hired this girl, Brianna, and she's going to be like your counterpart. You're going to work with her all the time. And I was like, wait, (laughs) and they showed me your picture. And I was like, wait, (laughs) we know each other. It was fate for sure. I completely agree. I was like, oh my gosh, this was like really meant to be for us. And it was so cute. And it was, it was like a godsend literally because I was like, oh my God, because we worked together so closely. So I was the social media person. And then I guess what graphic design manager was your title? I was like a visual graphic designer for them. Yeah. So we literally got to work together every day. I got to be Kat's model for food. (laughs) It was so perfect. Well, Brie is an artiste. That's a thing too. So her dad was actually just a little backstory. Her dad was actually the art teacher at our high school too. So she was an artist because he is an artist, which is so cool. She can literally paint anything under the sun. (laughs) What was that like? Having my dad as a teacher? Yes. Did you like it? Cause you could like escape to his room or did you hate it? Cause it was interesting. I, I loved it in the regard. Like I knew all the teachers before I went there and like, I kind of grew up with them, but it was also a little weird having your dad in your high school experience, but also amazing because I learned so much from him and became the artist I am today because Mm -hmm. of him. So yeah, it was like a little both. (laughs) And he's the best. Like her dad is just such a nice guy. Like it'd be so different if your dad was someone that like cracked the whip. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like your dad was like a safe place, like for people genuinely. (laughs) And I feel like there were a lot of people in our grade whose parents did teach there too. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting, like the dynamic, but I feel like my dad is so cool that it was at least cool to have the cool dad there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever have him as a teacher? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's funny. I took like art one, art two, art three in my free periods. I was in there like drawing, like, yeah, I was in there all the time. But I remember the funniest thing that I remember from high school is people would think my dad did my work for me because he's an artist. Mm -hmm. So I would, he had two art rooms. So I would sit in the back room and work in there. So nobody would think my dad was like, yeah. (laughs) Losers. People are such haters. Like, isn't that funny to think about that now? You're like, would you ever think that as an adult? Like kids are losers. (laughs) I know too much. I know. Of course. Uh, But yeah, through our experience of working together, that's kind of how I got to know more about what we're going to talk about today which is organ donation, which is so important and something that like literally I'm so thankful to have had you in my life during that experience with you, just because like, again, it's something I would have never known about. And it's just something that is obviously such an important topic. So yeah. we're very excited. And I know nothing about it. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you, I knew nothing about it before I even did it. So that's, that's like the craziest part in organ donation. It's like, I yeah. feel like nobody really knows it's a thing until it actually affects their life. Well, thank you for being here to share all of your experience with us and teach us a little something. It's so cute. You guys are cute. Like how you talk and (laughs) I love getting to know how you know each other. Let's start from the very beginning. So did you always, you said that you really had no idea what organ donation was, but did you always have like a calling or how did you know, like, when did you learn about it? And when did you learn that somebody was in need of a kidney that like matched you? Okay. Like take us to the beginning. I'm like, that's a loaded question. So really is. Sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, if I even go like before any of this ever happened, I feel like I always knew I was made for something in this life. Like I couldn't tell you what it was before this. Like 
I was like, oh, maybe it's like, because I'm an artist and it's something I'm going to go into with my art or something. I just knew that I was given like a kind heart for some reason. And I always was like, oh, is this why, is this why? And then it kind of all made sense when this all became my reality. So I was just, what is this now? Five years ago or so, maybe even closer to six, just still living with my parents, laying in bed, scrolling through Facebook, like what anybody does. I came across a story that my boyfriend's mom shared. So it was a local girl who was around my age, who was in need of a life-saving kidney transplant. I didn't know anything about it. I just, I feel like you read sad things and you don't actually feel like you're supposed to be the one that's going to do something about it. Right. But I felt an overwhelming feeling in my heart, like you're this person's perfect match. Like I can't even look at the sight of a needle, first of all, without almost feigning. I had never had a surgery or anything, but for some reason I felt like an overwhelming feeling in my heart, God being like, pay attention because this is Mm -hmm. something you're supposed to do. And this is like, you're her match. You're going to save this person's life, which is completely overwhelming. Like, first of all, I'm like, I, Uh if I can't even look at a needle, how the heck am I supposed to donate an organ? So yeah, it was just me scrolling on Facebook and I just came across the story and I didn't even know what my blood type was. So I, I remember I called my mom because moms know everything. And when she told me my blood type was the same exact blood type as the girl, Aaron, whose story I read, I was just like in hysterics. I'm like, yep, it's me. Like that was like the reassurance I needed. And I'm about to embark on a journey now. Wow. Okay. So this may be a dumb question. So there are no dumb questions I know, but okay. So if your blood type is the same, that means that you're good to like donate a kidney to them. So it's about blood type. So it's a lot of things. So like your blood type, if I had a chart in front of me, I could explain it better, (laughs) but so we'll put one in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like O negative is the universal blood type. They can donate to anyone. I was O positive and Aaron was O positive. And it just so happens that those blood types can donate to each other and Mm. receive from each other. It's kind of, it's like a web of like, yeah, who can get from someone who can donate to someone. Um, So there are other blood types that are like really hard to find a match to. So it just so happens in that instance, which actually I didn't even know, like, but when I heard I was the same blood type, I, it was still like, you're her donor, but I didn't know the whole web of who can donate then, but then there's like tissue matching and, um, a lot of other testing that you have to go through in the process. So yeah, which is, it's really actually, I've never even addressed that. I'm like, it's kind of bizarre that I was like, Oh, you are her match when I could have not been, if that blood type wasn't compatible. Wow. That is wild. Same. Well, I will get to this too, but didn't you, cause I remember we were together through all of this didn't you get denied at first? Like I remember so well, yeah, we, which we, again, I'm sure we'll get to in another question, but I guess it fits right now. Like that was crazy because it really seemed like it was, it was so meant to be right at the beginning. Oh, for sure. Well, first of all, when I, when I first read Aaron's story, um, it said she had 20% kidney function at the time. And I remember even though I felt like I was supposed to do it, I didn't act on it right away. I was kind of like processing it myself. And then it was when I saw another post by her husband in that same thread that she went to 10% kidney function. It was like in such a short period of time. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, what am I waiting for? I'm like, this person's dying. Like they literally are declining and they need this organ. I'm like, why am I dragging my feet? Um, right. So the day that I applied, I was with Kat. Um, so I did it out. That's I, crazy. <laughs> She's like filling out the application. We're all in the room. Like you can do it. It was insane. Oh my gosh. And Kat can tell you how emotional the process was. I was a wreck. Like, oh yeah, it was. How very, could you not be though? It was interesting. It's, yeah. it's very interesting how you feel as a person going through the process of trying to save someone's life. Like yeah. it, you wouldn't think that it's so emotional, but it really was like, it was like, it's all I could think about. Like I was like scared, but excited. And I'm like, is it going to really be me? Like what's going to happen? Um, so yeah, so I went through six months of testing at the first hospital that Erin was, um, registered at, she was on the list and, um, ultimately I got denied at the step before surgery. Um, Erin didn't know who I was. I never like told her I was testing because she didn't know who I was either. Yeah, I was denied. They said I had high blood pressure, which every time I went in, I did have high blood pressure because I was freaking out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was so nervous. I'm like, I had to get a ton of blood work done. Like right. you're in a hospital setting and you're like, you're like about to give organ and you're like, you're nervous. Like, mm-hmm. Even though like something that kind of stuck with me now is like having faith over fear. Um, even though that is so ingrained in me now at the time, you were still scared. Like, but you did keep going through, but yeah. So the first hospital turned me down, which come to find out now, which it'll probably come up later too, is I don't actually have high blood pressure. I just have white coat syndrome. So every time I was in that hospital setting, I would get super anxious and like nervous when there's doctors and needles and things like that, which when we transition into when I get to the second hospital, I can kind of explain more of like how they proved that I didn't have it and gotcha. all that. Yeah. It is literally crazy. I mean, it's just crazy too. Like you said, the emotional process, cause like you are, you can really feel it and you can feel that like, this is my purpose. You know what I mean? So you're like, I need it to actually work out because I'm committed mentally am I committed physically? Like, am I allowed to be this person's donor? Like it's, it's just so interesting because there's so many steps. And when you hear people in need of an organ, it's like so many people test for them, right? Like I'm sure I'm, if I remember correctly, like her whole family did. Right. So it's like everyone at some point is the person that they're like, Oh, this is going to be me. (laughs) You know, like it's, it's really serious. Yeah. And, and that goes to show you that there are so many factors that go into being able to donate. Absolutely. Um, Like her husband joined the paired exchange program. He wasn't a direct blood match. So there is something called paired kidney exchange where let's say there's me and my significant other, and then someone else and their significant other. If I wasn't a match to mine that needed an organ and the other pair weren't a match to each other either, but the two people that wanted to donate were like, they could cross and donate to each other to ultimately save their significant other's life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's really amazing. Like there's chains of like so many people that can get saved in a process of trying to make it work. So everybody can donate and save someone. Um, so he joined that list, but didn't end up getting to be part of a chain. And, um, I know, yeah, a lot of her family and friends also tested and they were either weren't a match, um, blood or tissue, or they weren't healthy enough because there's so many factors that go into, can you be perfectly healthy without that organ? Right. So, 
Yeah, that wow, makes sense. This is so interesting. I'm so happy that you're here talking about this because I know nothing. Um, so I'm <laughs> learning so much. Okay. Really quick, want to go back to when you first saw Aaron's post. Like, did you randomly just see her post? Did somebody that you follow share it? Like, how did that come up? Yeah. So my boyfriend's mom shared the post. So okay. how it's kind of a small world with me and Kat, it's kind of a small world with me and Erin, who I did donate mm-hmm. to. So she was my boyfriend's neighbor growing up. Her parents actually still lived next door to my boyfriend and I had never met them. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who their neighbors were. I, I knew a couple of the neighbors, but I just didn't know who lived in that house. Um, so when my boyfriend's mom shared this post, it wasn't like, oh, that's their neighbor's daughter. I just didn't know who it was about. I just saw she shared a post Mm -hmm. and the post was, um, Aaron's husband started a page. I think it was called kidney for Aaron. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a photo of them at their wedding and it was a page he started to kind of inform their family of like how she's doing. And then like, also, this shot in the dark of like, maybe somebody will see this and want to donate and like try to get tested. Um, which it's like, thank God he made that page. Thank God my boyfriend's mom shared that post because Mm -hmm. little old me, I'm like, I wouldn't have known who she was or that she needed help because it's, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, social media can be used for so much good. Mm -hmm. If you let it, like, if you click share, you could save someone's life. Like, it seems like a, like a tiny little thing that like, oh, you do things like that every day, but right. that one share could save someone's life. Mm-hmm. Were you an organ donor before you found her, like registered, like on your license? So on my license, yes. Mm-hmm. Not okay. on any list to just yes, give an organ you- while I'm alive. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is kind of a silly statement slash question, yeah. but I'm sure you probably heard of it. And if you haven't, then I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> so I will, like, I've had conversations with people about becoming an organ donor, being an organ donor. And sometimes people will say, like, I heard if you're dying, then the doctor sees that, like, you're an organ donor. They're probably just going to be like, all right, just let them go. Like, you know, which it's Insane. a scary thought. I mean, like you Starring. don't really, you don't really know yeah. like if people are corrupted, but could you, could you explain one, if you heard about this Two, Yes. <laughs> just a little about the, um, you know, is yeah. this true? This is actually something me and Aaron have talked about on other platforms too. And it's so important to talk about. It's like one of the most common misconceptions. Okay. So if we even think about all the things we just talked about, you right. know how hard it was for me to donate. They turned me down. They're like, Oh, you have high blood pressure we're not going to risk your life to Mm -hmm. save somebody else. Like there are so many things like throughout the donation process in general, your doctors and the person you're donating to are not the same doctors. You have a completely different team that's advocating for your health. Mm -hmm. So even in the same, like the instance where if somebody was about to pass or something like just right. because they're an organ donor means nothing because their doctors aren't focused on that. Like there's a whole nother team that's focused on the person that needs the organs that maybe they would end up going to right. versus who's trying to save your life. So I could almost not donate because they thought I had high blood pressure where 
they're like, absolutely not. If something could possibly ever go wrong with you, like, no, we're, we're your doctors. We're advocating for you and your health. Aaron's doctors have no cross between that. And I don't even think they technically even meet until way further in the process until someone's approved. But like, for instance, if somebody was about to pass, like their goal is you, if they, if you have a doctor, their goal is to save your life. If anything comes out of that afterwards, if you're a donor, then that's after the fact. I mean, and I'm also not a medical professional, so I can't (laughs) say, but maybe it might affect how they treat your body after you've passed. Like there might be different um, ways of like maybe keeping you on a vent to keep your organs like living longer or something, but nothing, it's such a big misconception, like nothing would interfere with their goal to save your life. That's such a good point. Thanks for clearing it up. Cause that is so true. Like you think of how big the healthcare systems are and how like you waited more than a month to like get all this testing done. And it's like people like the doctors aren't out to get you. Like they're not Mm -hmm. saying like, Oh, this one's a good one. Like they have all their organs. (laughs) Like they match, like, let's just let this one go. Like forget the family in the corner crying. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it is silly, but that's what you hear. That's what people feel. So honestly, I thought like, I've heard that myself. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't even something I thought of because the whole process was like, we care so much about you that you know what? You might not even be this person's match because it might affect your health. It's so crazy. Like I remember when you had gotten denied the first time you even being like, you know, just like when we're talking shit, like I am a good candidate, like I'll be okay. You know, like you almost had to advocate for yourself to be the donor because it's almost like your doctor was playing it so safe because your health was paramount to them. Yeah. I'm like, I was calling the hospital like, yeah. all the time. If I didn't hear back within, like when they told me my test results would be back, I was calling them. I'm like, come on. Right. Like, like I, I, yeah, I was like, keep testing me. Like I'm, I know I'm the one I had this feeling. Like, <laughs> keep going. And you knew too, I feel like with you, this is just like a little sidebar, but like, it really was so meant to be like, you are so healthy. Like exercise, eating well, um, your straight edge. Like it was just so many things that were like, oh my God, your body is primed. <laughs> your body yeah. is primed for this. And that's where I was like, okay, mentally, I was like, I knew I was made for something in this world, but I couldn't right. put my finger on it. And I'm like, you know, growing up, I never drank. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I always felt kind of weird. Like I right. felt like people judged me for that, but I'm like, no, it just doesn't feel right to me and doesn't seem like something I need to have a good time. And I was like, oh, I always wonder why I'm like this. Like, why am I different? And it it just made me like the perfect candidate to do something like this. Like it was like God came was full circle. orchestrating my life. Like, oh, you're yep. going to do this one day. And Crazy. I just didn't know it yet. Absolutely insane. Honestly. <laughs> um, so for me, I didn't realize like when you hear that someone is in need of a donation, I feel like a lot of people just talk kind of willy nilly and are like, oh, if I'm, you know, if I was a good candidate, I'd get tested like just really um, casually, which, you know, is a good thing in the way that if people go through with it. But I don't think I realized like how genuinely intense of a process it was and like how much recovery you would have. Like it's, a, I mean, it's a major surgery, you know, like on both sides, it's not like you just gave her the kidney and then could be on your merry way. Um, can you share kind of with people who aren't familiar sort of what the process looked like for you guys start to finish? So like, you know, getting tested surgery and then like recovery. Yeah. So for me, 
like I said, it was six months of testing, which I don't think it would actually right. take that long. I'm pretty sure the hospital was just like taking their time at that moment, but it was so much testing. <laughs> like I, when I would go get vials of blood, it was like 10 to 20 vials of blood. Like it was like, there were so many That's things they to check you for. There was like, um, you, everything, like any kind of test, CAT scan, um, MRI, EKG, like any possible thing you could think of, they ran every test because they want to make sure you were perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. So the process for a donor, yeah, it's like lengthy, but also it, it was a bunch of testing, but it, I feel like if it was all condensed, it would have been a lot quicker. But then for the donor for surgery, there's two different types of surgery that they can do for you donating an organ. So you can get laparoscopic, which is minimally invasive, which is what I got. Um, So it was just like two little lines where a machine went in. Mm -hmm. And then there's like one bigger line across my belly button where the kidney actually had to be grabbed to come out. Um, But it's very minimal. Like I'm almost four and a half years out now. And you can, you can't, can't even see my scars anymore. Um, so for me, it was amazing. I mean, there is times where they might have to like actually open you up. So you would have a longer scar, um, and recovery for that would be a little bit longer, but I think that's so like back in the day now, everyone really gets laparoscopic unless there was an issue and they had to open you up. But recovery in general, it's honestly not that long for a donor. I mean, I had never had a surgery before and I'm I'm quite the sissy when it comes to like <laughs> the I pain. Love you. Um, so I feel like for me, it felt like, wow, like I kind of don't feel great afterwards. And I, I did get sick from the anesthesia. So um, the day after surgery, I like threw up a bit, a bit and that made my pain a little bit worse because of course. You know, I contract your stomach. So that's not normal. Like I didn't know I would have an effect from the anesthesia. So typically I think donors only stay one to two days in the hospital afterwards. Um, but I stayed, I think four or five days, like I said, that's not normal. So it would truly be only a couple of days. I know, um, one person reached out to me. She, she only stayed one night in the hospital and went home the next day. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's your pain tolerance. And like what, right. if you've had surgeries, you might be like, wow, that was a breeze where me, I had nothing. So I'm like, oh, that kind of hurts a little bit, <laughs> but, but I mean, it really so, wasn't bad. Brie really quickly. Yeah. So they don't have to cut you open. You just said that. They don't have so to. you can get laparoscopic. So um, it's a machine that they can use to actually take out the kidney versus them actually going in with their hands to do the whole surgery. So it's like two little lines. They're less than less than an inch that I have on my stomach. And then there is a bigger incision down my belly button, which is probably like two, three inches long um, where they they have to take the kidney out. So it's got to be a little bigger than a little hole, but yeah. So it's like, it's minimally invasive. It's not um, like, which is crazy and so cool. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Which they do for a lot of surgeries nowadays too. So technology is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Thank you for clearing that up. Cause I was just like, wait, they don't have to. <laughs> you like, hold on. I think a lot of people are scared of like the yeah. scars and stuff, but you can get it. Um, you can actually tell them where you want your scar where they take the kidney out. So you can get cesarean, like, like as if when you're having a baby where they would put that, which is more like where your bikini line is. So Mm -hmm. it would be, people can't see it. Or you can get like how I did down my belly button, which I was like, 
I don't care what my scar looks like. I was like, whatever. I remember I said to my surgeon, I'm like, whatever you are the best at, like (laughs) do like the best. I'm like, do that. I (laughs) I agree. Whatever you feel the most comfortable with, you like perform that the best, do that one. Mm -hmm. Good. That's what I say to the nail lady at the nail salon. She asks (laughs) me what shape I want my nails. It's the same thing all around. (laughs) I'm like, whatever. Exactly the the same. Yep. Same, but really not. completely yeah. not like whatever you have the confidence in yourself in please do that one right let's make that happen exactly yeah <laughs> okay um so thank you for sharing that yeah. I'm like wowed at how I kind of want to start talking about how you made this a part of your life after you did donate a kidney so um yeah. you've created an entire foundation can you share yes. a little bit about that Actually, I'll touch a little bit on how me and Erin became friends and built the foundation too. Perfect. Um, I'll kind of fill in the gaps because we we also did skip um, getting to the new hospital. Something that I felt like on my heart when I was originally testing the first time was to keep a video log. Like I was saying, it was very emotional. So I kept this video log throughout the whole process to be like, hey, if this works out, like, I'm going to post it and maybe it'll inspire other people to be a donor too. And like what the process is like on the donor. When it didn't work out, my perspective on why I kept that changed. It was like, oh, I'm going to use this to help Erin still find a donor. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe that was my part in the process to just tell people she still needs an organ. The day I found out I was turned down, I stayed up all night (laughs) to make this video log. I remember I was just devastated. And actually I saw a post that day on that same kidney for Aaron page where it was like, got another phone call, like about a potential donor that fell through. And she's like, sometimes I wish that they didn't even tell us, like, it's so devastating. Like, like I wish I just didn't even know. And I was like, oh my gosh, she found out about me. Like Mm -hmm. there was actually a mix up in the hospital where they weren't supposed to tell her if somebody fell through, they thought because I was like, I think when we explained to them, oh, it, like I saw a post about someone like from my boyfriend's mom, I think they got mixed in their communication where they were like, oh, she knows this person, but right. I didn't. And I didn't tell her I was testing. Um, so she got this uh, call from the hospital saying she, there was a potential donor fell through. So she was so, I remember she made that post and she was so upset. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't make a stranger that just fought for her for six months into her getting one phone call and it being actually devastating that Mm -hmm. it didn't work out. Like, it was like, no, people are fighting for you, girl. Like, no, like you have this all wrong, but I didn't know her to like tell her that. Um, So yeah, so I stayed up that whole night, made, finished the video log, posted it online and it got back to her. So she watched it and then she reached out to me and was like, oh my gosh, like, can I call you one day? Like, I just watched the video, like, and it was so touching. So then we ended up having a phone call and then we talked every single day after that. We were just the best of friends. I was like, maybe I'm supposed to just be there for her. Like, like, I don't, I don't know. I still didn't know what my purpose was in the whole thing, but I knew I was still so passionate about it that it couldn't have been for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So she asked me to meet her at the Gift of Life Donor Dash in Philadelphia, which was so fitting, which Kat was with me the day I met Aaron too. I sobbed. (laughs) Yes. A few of my friends went with me and my boyfriend and it was like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous to meet her. But 
like, I just knew we had this really special bond and we were just gonna be friends forever. Um, so it was just such a great day. It's so funny though. I, Kat, I really forgot that you were with me. So, so did I until right now. And then I was like, I'm wait, like, that hurt. Like, I knew you were with me when I applied, but I'm like, yeah. I forgot you were with me when I met her. Fast forward, that was in April of 2017. I think. Mm-hmm. Since then, we just became the best of friends. And I never thought I'd ever have another opportunity to donate to her. It just right. seemed like the door was closed and that was it. She ended up getting on the list at a different hospital. And I immediately was like, I'm going to test again through that hospital. Like, I'm like, there were other steps the first hospital could have taken to prove I didn't have high blood pressure and they didn't. So when she got on another list, immediately, I went to her first appointment with her. They set up an appointment for me that first day. They sent me home with a 24 hour blood pressure monitor. So that could take my blood pressure. I think it was every I don't remember the exact time, but maybe let's say every 20, 30 minutes or something, Mm -hmm. it would go off for 24 hours and test my blood pressure. So it was when you weren't in that hospital setting. So Mm -hmm. it was so nice because I wasn't anxious when I was home or when I was at work or something, I was only feeling anxious when I was in the hospital. Right. And um, so that proved the next day I didn't have high blood pressure and I really was her perfect match. And then literally a month from the day we went to the new hospital, we had our surgery. It was like insane. Like, so they were able to use my test from the previous hospital to like, not, I didn't have to go through it all again. There was a couple more tests and like pre-op things, but yeah, they proved that I was her perfect match and we did have our surgery and it was successful. Um, so then, sorry, I'm crazy. I'm like, let me go off on a tangent before. No, I no, no. It's question. helpful to know. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't want to leave people hanging of like yeah. how we became friends. Yeah. Um, so since then, we obviously are like sisters now and like our families are just like one big family. Yeah. We started our nonprofit called Team Be More. So our story started on social, through social media. So we knew that we had to do something through social media to really like get in touch with how things are these days. Like the world is based on social media nowadays and it saved Aaron's life. Mm -hmm. So we had to do something to give back and help others through social platforms as well. So yeah, Team Be More is us sharing stories of other people who are in Aaron's boat. So people who need a life-saving kidney transplant, life-saving liver transplant, even if they need a heart transplant or blood transfusions or something like we're advocating for all organ donation, even, even deceased donation. We're just really trying to encourage people to be more in this life and be like more selfless and giving to other people through sharing our story and other stories like Aaron's. But yeah, it's really become a lot bigger than we could have imagined. Even just like talking to people on the phone, like people get in contact with us all the time. They're like, I'm thinking about donating an organ, but I just want somebody to talk to that's been through it. So we literally will call people, we'll be on the phone with them for hours and just like really advocate for these people and the need for organs. It's, It's really blossomed into something we couldn't have imagined. So cool. It's, it is so cool too, how you really took your own experience and like push that on steroids, you know, you're like, how can I share so many other people and what else can I do? And I feel like with this kind of stuff, right? Like getting the word out is the most important thing. Cause the more people know, the more motivated they are 
to try. So I feel like with you guys, you have gotten some like really cool coverage, which has been like amazing because it only makes you feel more and more like your mission is really coming to light. What do you feel like has been the coolest experience for you out of the whole thing? Who's interviewed us? (laughs) Your favorite Um, one. (laughs) I mean, there's been a lot. I mean, obviously you're hinting at the Ellen show. Maybe. Um, (laughs) So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, we were on the Ellen show and Sarah Highland actually surprised us who is a two-time kidney recipient herself. But yeah, I, but, but there's so many other interviews too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, that one was so special. Like, I, I think hashtag our stories did an incredible story on us and like, um, good housekeeping shared our story. And there's, uh, there's so many, but, um, channel six, ABC, like a local news station to us has really been the one that kind of kicked it off. Actually, I forgot people magazine. (laughs) She's like, oopsies. I forgot. I was in people. Oh my gosh. That's where everything happened. I thought about that too. Huge. I I did. That that was really cool. Um, We were in people magazine twice, which is incredible because like I just said, it's so important for people to learn about organ donation, because if you don't know about it, then you're not advocating for these people or you're not um like just aware of how many people actually need a life-saving organ and there's Absolutely. no medicine like there's a machine that can keep you alive but it's painful and it's tiring and you feel awful and like why would you, it's like to hook up you to don't want to live like that come out like that's just like I can't even imagine like being afraid of needles I would just faint I'm like I, I can't picture <laughs> it so but that's, what's so important. It's like, we are the ones to save these people. Mm -hmm. Our organs are what's going to save their life. Like there's not a magic pill to save them. So it's really so important to talk about. And like, I'm so thankful for any coverage we've ever gotten because it's just bringing awareness. And like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not people that look sick either. Like it could be anybody. I was just going to say that, Bray, or people that are older. I was always under the impression it was like, older people or people that you didn't have a connection to. It's young people like you, like how old was Erin when you donated? Was she our age? Um, So she went into kidney failure four months. I believe it was after her wedding. And she, I don't know the exact age. I feel like she was maybe 24 when she went into kidney failure. So, and yeah, it's crazy. Like the people that we share their stories of on our page, like if you go on there and scroll, it's a majority of young people. Like there are older people which everybody needs their life-saving organ. Like imagine being your parent or your grandparent and you're like, oh my gosh, like somebody please save their life. Like Mm -hmm. that's like something I'm like, I really wanted to touch on where just sharing a post, all you're doing is clicking share could save their life. Like if Mm -hmm. you think about it, think about like the number of people that follow you on a page. If you literally just added this post to your story, you're giving that person 50,000 more opportunities for their life to be saved. Like, isn't that crazy? Cause you're like, oh, it's one share, but no, the amount of people that might see that post are all possible people that might save their life that never knew they were supposed to. They're like me where they're like, what's organ donation. You you just never know who's going to be their perfect match. I agree. And I think social media gets such a bad rap, right? Like we talk about this 24 seven Kelsey, (laughs) how it can really be a shit show. But I do think that it really humanizes the experience too, because it's not like with you, right? You saw Erin's picture, you saw her husband, you saw how young she was. Like you saw her living a happy life prior to having to be 
what, like on dialysis all the time. Like, and you, I feel like it humanized the fact that, you know, not just for you, for everybody, that she is a person just like you. And like, that could be you having that experience. So I think that is why it's so special to share. I agree. Yeah. And actually that even reminds me. So think of it like from my family's perspective too, they were like, you don't know this person. You want to give them an organ. Like my dad was like, what? <laughs> like he was like, you're my baby. He's yeah, like, you're exactly. my baby. And you're going to risk your life for somebody like that. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. So like, it took my family a long time to even warm up to the fact that I wanted to do this. But mm-hmm. I think like the humanizing part of it is like throughout the process, my dad was like, oh, that's their baby you're going to save their baby's life. Like you might be Mm -hmm. mine, but you're going to save her life. And now that all of this has happened and like my family has become so close with Aaron's family, they're like, they couldn't even imagine if I didn't do it. Like they're like, like now Aaron is living a beautiful, healthy life. She just became a mom and had a baby and like all these things I wanted for her. I'm like, I would want these things. I would want someone to save my life one day if they had the opportunity and like, she deserves to have the healthy life and have kids and to just live a normal life and not be sick every day. So yeah, it's important to, um, put that human aspect on stories that we share too. Like, I'm like, what, what are your interests or do you have a family? Like share that because if let's say someone's a horseback rider, I'm like, make sure we talk about that in your post because someone else that's a horseback rider might be like, oh my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. imagine if that was me and like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do what I love every day or like, they just might feel that connection to them, just learning their interest. And like, to me, it was just that Erin, I saw myself, I'm like, she's around my age. She's like young and in love. She has her whole life ahead of her. And like, she needed someone to save her life. Oh, I got <laughs> chills. My whole body, my eyes are water. <laughs> really I was going to say, are there tears in there? <laughs> I'm an emotional person. Um, oh, but it, I think it's just insane that, like you said, like, it's not even like the doctors could, you know, perform a specific surgery. They could try a different trial. Like you actually needed another person to help, which is insane to think that like yeah. we can help when we don't even know we can help. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I, you got you and Aaron kind of share the entire story. So I hope you don't mind us getting a little deeper into Aaron's life. Um, could you just share a little bit of a look at how she was living before getting the kidney transplant? Um, I know you mentioned dialysis and what she's doing now. Yeah. So before I met Erin, um, she was a hairdresser and she was on her feet all day. And, um, what I've learned is she just felt horrible. You know, she, you don't necessarily look sick when you need an organ. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, her feet would swell. She was retaining water. She like, there's so many actually different symptoms or, um, like, different things you could experience if you need an organ. Um, but I knew she was so tired, so fatigued, and she couldn't be on her feet all day, um, like working. So it was hard for her to work. And, um, something else I learned, like once we became friends was she did PD dialysis. So there are two different forms of dialysis, which would be, you don't get to pick you. I think you 
Right. It's depending on what you need and your health and if you're able to perform it yourself. And um, so she was able to do her dialysis herself and um, almost like drain and cleanse her body with this PD dialysis. So if she were to go somewhere like on a vacation or something, she had to bring all her medical equipment and like perform that. And I remember she would like hang her bag, like in the bathroom, like where she was on vacation or something. And like, she still didn't feel good. Like, and then she had to drain it in the morning. Like she'd fill herself with I don't, I don't know the medical terms because I'm, I wasn't on that side of it, but right. she'd fill herself with this stuff and then have to drain it when she woke up in the morning. And like, it was like a huge process. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of pieces that of her life that she couldn't just do normally. And like, obviously she couldn't like have children if she was sick and she couldn't just like, enjoy, she couldn't just go on her honeymoon and enjoy her life. And like all these things she should have been experiencing as a newlywed. Mm-hmm. So um, once she did have my kidney, um, and actually there were a lot of like things along the way that could have stopped us from getting our surgery, which was very emotional in itself, where she had built up antibodies that were actually attacking my cells when they were first like testing to see if we were a perfect match. So she had all these other pieces that Maybe some people might have antibodies. Maybe some people don't, but there were all these other like complications in a way that kind of delayed the process, um, which they were able to give her different like medications or treatments to, to lower that antibody count. So my kidney would work. Recovery after was a little more rough on her end than it was for me, but she did mention she felt great. Like, I think when you're sick and you get an organ that you needed, you're going to feel a lot better than maybe the donor who didn't need that surgery. And now they're getting a surgery that their body didn't necessarily need. So if you say that the recipient will feel better than the donor, but yeah, so she had a little bit of complications. Like there was some fluid buildup. So she had to have like another procedure and stuff. Mm -hmm. But after she healed from all of that, her life changed. Like she was, healthy again. And like, there's so many medications and stuff she needs to take to continue on this path throughout her life to outweigh like that is so much more quality of life than she had before. So since then she's no longer a hairdresser. She now actually works for the hospital that we had our surgery at. So she felt on her heart too, like she was supposed to do more in her life and like felt this connection. And so she has a new job. She just had her first child. Her name is Tilly and she is the cutest thing in the whole world. And I feel like I'm her kidney mom Yep. and, (laughs) and, um, she's just adorable. So she's living the life she deserved. Like it was like that anyone deserves to live. And I mean, she's had so many battles, even just like getting pregnant, going through IVF and, she's just so strong. And I'm like, man, her daughter is going to be so strong because her mom is this strong, like, but she is such a healthy life now. Like she, sometimes she'll go to appointments and she'll like send me her results and her numbers will be like beyond perfect. And she's like, this, this can't be real. Like this, this can't be real. Like they're like, what? It's insane. So yeah. So she's, doing really, really well. And it's amazing. I forget who I said this to, but I'm like, it's literally the gift that keeps on giving to me because it's not like it just, you gave an organ and that's it. Like now I get to watch her live her life healthy. Like, it's just so beautiful. It's the whole thing. It's just, it's great. It is, it is painful. I see pictures of her on Facebook and like, it really does bring tears to my eyes because 
it's things that she never got to do before. Like you said, like I even remember her posting like without the bag, she was like, oh my God, just being like mobile and not having like anything on me and being able to wear a swimsuit and feeling confident. Like I remember I, I would see certain posts and I was like, it is even just the little things. Like, obviously it's the huge things like, you know, you having a healthy life and like great um, numbers and all that, but it's also the little things like, like you said, being able to go on vacation and just like to run when you were like, yeah, Aaron runs. (laughs) I remember you saying that I was like, wow, it's crazy. And there's so many people that have different types of symptoms too. Like since starting be more, I've met so many incredible people. And like, I went to lunch with this one girl, Jill. And I remember Mm -hmm. it's the first time I ever heard this. And now I'm like, wow, it's so common. So some people that are waiting on an organ, a kidney specifically, they can't even urinate. So they can't drink more than a certain amount of ounces of fluid in a day. Could you imagine like it's being insane. thirsty and you can't even drink that? Or there's so many foods you can't eat and like right. so many things you have to stay away from. And it's like, what? Like no quality of life. So there's just so many things that they can't enjoy. And it's just, it's crazy to me. Like it, it's crazy how just getting this organ can like bring you back to life. Like it's nuts, but it's so amazing. It's just like, wow. It's incredible that your organ can even work in somebody else. I know it's wild. And I'm still stuck on like the fact that we can like help each other. And like, you can't even just like do it on your own, you know, that's insane. So how can, do you have any tips on how like the average Joe, me who like knows nothing, how I can either get involved, whether that be become an organ donor on my license, get on a list, get my blood tested, any tips for anyone? Yeah. So, okay. So the first thing, even aside from those aren't extremes, but they're like a higher tier, but like Mm -hmm. the first thing that you can do to like get involved is just share people's posts. So if you were to follow a page, like our page team be more, we share a post, a couple posts a week. All you have to do is hit share to your story. Like that's already getting involved because you're bringing awareness to organ donation. You're giving this person all these opportunities for their life to be saved. And like, you're already, that's already getting involved, which you, you, it's something you do every day and you don't think, oh, like that's me helping somebody. Mm -hmm. I could save their life. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think my boyfriend's mom was ever like, oh, me hitting share on that post was going to actually result in somebody saving Aaron's life. Um, So that's the first thing you can do is share these posts and you're going to notice them so much more after you listen to this. Like, they're everywhere. Like I can't even believe how many I see. I see a billboard. I see a, a car bumper sticker, or I see a post almost every day. Right. It's insane. It's just once you become aware of it and it becomes part of your life, you're like, oh my gosh, so many people need this. But to register on your license, you can go to www.dmv.org. You can go to, um, there's so many different outlets. There's like the National Kidney Foundation's website, um, Donors One, um, which is the gift of life. Um, there's so so many things. Donate Life America, that every single page that's related to organ donation has a way for you to donate. But not related to organ donation is just going to the DMV's website and you can literally register on their website. Um, so that's another thing. If you were actually interested in donating, um, those same sites that I just mentioned, like the National Kidney Foundation, Donors One, um, they all have a link of how to get tested. If you wanted to donate to someone directly, 
I would suggest, um, like in the post we share, if you saw someone on our page and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm their match. Um, we share their, uh, their living donor coordinators information. So you could directly get in contact with them of how to get tested through their hospital, which mm-hmm. you don't actually even have to go to their hospital in most instances. Like if somebody was a couple of states away, I believe they can send you for like blood work and stuff where you live instead of having to come to them. So there's so many different ways. And if you just like have questions, just ask me. <laughs> I'm like, anytime I'm like, if anyone has a question, just send me a DM. I'll literally like talk to you at 2 AM or like, you want to, you want to talk on the phone? Like I will call you. <laughs> like, I'm like, give me your number. We'll talk. <laughs> so if you have any questions that I didn't just address, like, just let me know. Absolutely. I think it's so helpful to have someone you can get in touch with too, right? Because in the process, when you were in the beginning, like, wouldn't it have been so nice to have a you <laughs> that you could have oh. chatted with? <laughs> Yeah, it probably would have eased a lot of my fears, but Absolutely. it's funny because like I see me in the people mm-hmm. I'm talking to. Like it's Absolutely. like I can I can help them because I've been through it. Like I've walked this journey of how to become a donor and like it's scary. It's like all the unknowns and to just have someone to walk it with you is Absolutely. just so special to them and like it really just helps ease their fears because like Kelsey, how you brought up like those common misconceptions, like everybody's thinking those things, just nobody's talking about it. So yeah, just to have someone be like, Oh no, that's not true. They're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I know me and you, I mean, I know your story, obviously close to you. So the whole name of be more means a lot to me, but can you explain kind of what be more means to you and how we can all work to embody that every day? Be more has become so special to us. Like we even have, we have our little be more tattoos and like, obviously we named our organization team be more. So when I kept that video log for Aaron, I went through so many emotions, obviously. I believe it was once I was turned down, I was just saying to people, I'm like, if you can't be more in this life by being an organ donor, just be more kind, be more loving, be more selfish. Just like be more like the world. We don't need everybody to be exactly the same. We need people that kind of break the mold Mm -hmm. and do something different that might actually make an impact on people's lives. So like, it really is like a loaded statement where it's like, it's not just about being an organ donor. It's about being a good person and like using your gifts to like give back to other people. That is so touching, truly. You know, it's something that everyone can take away from this episode. Like you said, maybe your calling isn't to be an organ donor. Maybe it is, but if it's not, there's so many things you can do to make a difference in other people's lives. And you've just done such an amazing job by embodying that every day. So clearly Team Be More is doing amazing things. (laughs) Uh, Can you share if there's anything coming out that you guys are working on to wrap us up? Like what can we look out for and how can people continue to support? Yeah, we just introduced our um, Be More Ambassador program, which is really special. So somebody whose story we have shared and he has since then gotten a kidney transplant. I actually, when I referred to even like speaking on the phone Mm -hmm. to someone, I spoke to his donor for over an hour and just like kind of answered any questions for her. And it's just crazy to like come full circle. And now he's going to be part of team be more and like he'll kind of give that uh different perspective too like from a male's perspective and like mm-hmm. he might connect with other people that might not feel comfortable talking to us girls over here so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to have 
people joining our Be More family that can reach other people too. Um, so yeah, so we have our ambassador program, trying to get some apparel together. Um, and then we're always just like, what's next? Like, we're like, who can we talk to? Who can we inspire? Like, where, can, where else can this go? Um, so there's definitely like other social platforms we want to get on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we just have uh, Facebook and Instagram. So to like, kind of just expand on all levels and maybe even like partner with some local um, entities. We, we've been doing some things with the National Kidney Foundation in our area. And yeah, so there's endless possibilities with Be More. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Could you just let our audience know where to find you on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah. So my personal Instagram is Brianna Sipple, but our, um, our page is called team be more. So I will send you guys the links because I believe on Facebook, it's a little bit different. So yeah. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this really touched me. I learned a shit ton Um, and I'm sure it helped everybody else as well. Thank you for being just so vulnerable. And so I feel like it's so important when people go through these type of things that they like share on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to talk about it. And actually I kind of felt annoying before we started be more, I was like, every time I would post about it or like even talk to my friends about it and stuff, I was like, am I just being so annoying? And like, are they thinking I'm like self-centered talking about it? But I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I could say. Like thinking yep. I'm being self-centered. I'm like, I'm helping other people. Every time I mm-hmm. talk about organ donation, somebody else might spark and be like, oh, I want to be a donor. I want to look into this. Or <laughs> you just never know. Creating awareness and like talking about it is so important. So like if other people are ever in my boat, like don't be ashamed of talking about it. You're not bragging. You're literally have the potential of saving more people's lives. So mm-hmm. you got to talk about it. Amazing. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, I love you. And I'm so glad you. we could do this. Thank you so much for being here. And guys, definitely reach out to Brie if you have any questions. She's amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank it you, was so Brie. nice to meet you, Kelsey. Thank you. <laughs> okay, your friend is a peach. I know. I love her. I'm so happy that she... I'm so happy that you had the idea to bring her on because I'm not educated at all in this topic and I learned so much. Yeah, I think that, I think no one is. Trust me, you're not alone there. Like when she was going through the process, I remember being like, I don't know anybody. And she's right. Once you see it, you see it everywhere. Cause ever since knowing her and going through, you know, that whole journey with her, I, um, a friend, my friend's husband, his best friend needed a kidney and got a donation, which is like amazing. Someone else I know got an organ. So it just opens your eyes up to how many people truly need our help. And it's very touching. Some some good ass people in Philly. Oh my God. I know. Kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Kidneys left and right. That's wild. I'm so glad we had her on. Um, you guys go give her a follow. Like she said, the least we could do to help is just share her posts. Like you have no idea could save someone's life, which is insane. Like I try to, like, we hear all the time, like, Oh, like you could help this person by sharing this, but you could help this person by doing this. Like there's always ways to help. But when you think of it as like, I'm saving somebody's life. And like that somebody has like a family. Like she said, mm-hmm. like how her parents, I literally, my tears and chills down my whole body when she was like, my dad was weird about it at first. And then he was like, wait, like that's someone else's baby. Like 
what if it happened to you? I would want someone to be there. So I think Absolutely. just yeah, putting a person behind the actual like situation is insane to think about. So thank you guys for listening so much. I really hope you liked this episode. I think this was a good one. Yeah, definitely reach out to Brie if you have any questions too. Like I know people say that they're like open books, but like she really is like that nice. Like she <laughs> genuinely is that lovely of a person and will do anything she can. You know, just if you have any questions, like she said, I think the coolest thing is, yeah, maybe not everyone is called to be a donor. Maybe you are, but even if you're not, there's a million other things you could do. So thanks for hanging out with us. Um, definitely go give her a follow and we will be here with you next week. Um, we love you very much. And if you ever need anything, don't forget to call your girls. Bye guys. Love you.